Hello and welcome to Emoji Rap, a podcast about all things emoji. I'm your host, Jeremy Burge, and here I am in San Francisco for EmojiCon. I'm here with Gus and Rachel and Mark, all from Google. For a bit of background to everybody that's listening to this, there is a camera pointing right in my face. <laughs> there, it's, uh, we're doing, I don't know whether this is a public thing, but you guys can tell me later. There's some kind of emoji-related documentary. I'm not getting giant frowns around the place, so maybe it's not a huge secret, but some kind of emoji-related uh, filming going on at EmojiCon. So they are filming this, so if you hear me pause at all in the podcast, it is just me being distracted by a camera <laughs> sitting over there. Um, Rachel, I missed your talk earlier. Oh. I'm so sorry. Oh, no. Um, and it was such a wonderful talk. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Well, um, and I'm not just saying this for the purpose of the podcast, but for me too, do you mind uh, giving me a quick once-over on what, what you're talking about? Okay, well, um, my talk was about how we design emojis, and it used two case studies, how we designed uh, the people emojis for uh, Android N, as well as how we kind of prepared and pitched the female professional emojis, um, but both from a design perspective. So I gave a little bit of background originally of how we consider design and what actually cons- what, what design consists of. And it's not just sort of stylistic attributes like the fidelity or the dimension or the color or the shape, but it really is a lot of considerations around sort of culture and representation and how objects actually look. I know uh, uh, people seem to be fascinated about the question of do you have meetings about how emojis look and and sort of how you get to that process of coming up with the design. Uh, Do you... Did it take a long time to figure out to shortlist the first list? I mean, we we did around Android N. We had a lot of conversations specifically around the representation of genders. Mm. Um, And we really wanted to have a strong strategy around, you know, the delta between a man and a woman and what we were doing from a cultural perspective in terms of what were the indicators of what really made a man and what made a woman. And it gets really tricky, right? So what we did was we tried to stay away from kind of really stereotypical cultural assessments, things like makeup or jewelry or certain types of clothing, mm-hmm. and really try and base it on biology as much as we could, some uh, structural differences in the face, some shoulder broadness, et cetera. Um, the only thing that was very culturally specific that differentiated a man and a woman was hair, which is very culturally oriented, but also from a design perspective allows for a really quick read when you need to kind of tell uh, what's a man and what's a woman. Right, when you look at the little little tiny picture, it's exactly. so long and having a giant picture and going, that's really clear. But exactly. You look at the tiny one. Um, I know my fiance in particular, she was a bit annoyed that the health worker, that was sort <laughs> of in the early proposals, so for some background here, that you guys were all involved in the original proposal that was to do with expanding emoji professions, adding new professions primarily for women, but also having male versions. And initially it had a sort of a doctor and a nurse, I Mm -hmm. think. Yep. And it got sort of merged into a single healthcare worker. Right. In her mind, she goes, oh, well, that looks like a doctor to me Mm. because it's wearing a white coat and nurses don't wear white coats. Is that... Do you ever just have to make a judgment call or where, where does that sit when you're really trying to come down to that sort of thing? I mean, do you want to answer that, Gus? Sure, yeah. So um, our original sort of intuition was that sort of somebody in sort of green overalls was more of a universal healthcare professional. But mm-hmm. as we uh, started working with other implementers like like Apple, Twitter, Facebook, um, the you know everybody brought a broader perspective on what the design should be like. And somebody raised the, the very good point that uh, in many parts of the world, green overalls or scrubs don't relate to a medical profession. And so white was much more universal. And so for clarity and, and internationalization, we made that choice. And so 
as you alluded to, I'm, you know, I wonder how many meetings go behind the design of an emoji. There are a lot of them. Uh, and there's a lot of conversations around uh, sensitivity, around internationalization, make sure that uh, because these are pretty permanent and, and redesigning them is, is, a, is not an easy endeavor, we, we take them very, very carefully. And yeah. there's also something to be said about having sort of one iconic representation of a profession instead of sort of splitting up multiple representations within the same realm. Um, it, it allowed just kind of for more, not only technical feasibility, we don't, we don't have to include that many more emojis now that we kind of have consolidated it, but it also allows less of a cognitive load when a user potentially needs to make a decision around representing healthcare right. or a doctor. So this is the one. This is the one. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. and it's, I think it's... I mean, to your fiance's point, maybe it was too specific, but I think we tried to make it sort of loose enough where it could really just represent multiple different types of uh, people within that industry. Well, thanks, everybody. I only brought you in here just to air my fiance's grievances. <laughs> <laughs> um, I like that you guys had the lightning bolt on the rock star and people sort of, I, I see I see Gus smiling over there. Was that something to do with, <laughs> was, was that your input or how do you decide that a rock star is... I say David Bowie is what people are assuming this. The the credit on the on the lightning bolt goes, I think, a hundred percent to Rachel, who <laughs> who at the time of being designed, I think, jumped up and said, "This has to have a lightning bolt." End of story. David Bowie had just passed away, right. and I think that we were really keen on honoring him mm. in some sort of emoji form. So this seemed like a good form to do that. <laughs> it's a weird. I know people have always their hot take. There's always the hot take on emoji. Is this right? And I've seen a bit of uh, it's saying that not because there's a male and a female one is that missing some kind of point to do with David Bowie yeah I, lo- I saw some of that yeah. comments on Twitter and mm-hmm. I thought I loved that comment I thought it was so appropriate but I also think it's so awesome that we do have a female and a male representation of David Bowie yeah and they both work as David Bowie right <laughs> right so yeah, that's yeah. cool um yeah yeah th- but that is a very good point about you know gender representation yeah I know also I've had some trouble on my own phone with some of the new gendered ones that even though you've made every effort to make them look different some of them I just look at the runner or the cyclist and I'm like I have no idea yeah I mean uh, scale is a problem right Uh, especially on the full body ones Uh, and that was one of the reasons why we stayed away from full body for the professions right it was just very hard to tell like the scientist from the doctor apart if you drew them as a a full body right Um, and of course the, the screens keep getting more and more dense in terms of pixels which means the font is actually smaller uh, and so, yeah, I think it's something we'll have to eventually deal with, right, is make sure that, that we can continue to, to make uh, highly detailed emojis that still read well enough. Uh, right. And that's why we also look at, like, the biggest possible sort of, like, gender markers that we can do. And hair, obviously, is, is one of the big ones. You know, clothing color. Because that uh, cyclist is real. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there, you've really got to look at the pixels to find any difference there, hey? Yep. Yeah, but one, one interesting thing, I think, was with working with uh, Rachel is is about the shoulders because the shoulders in enough room to have a prop turns out to be a very important differentiator. Yeah, I mean, we looked when we were designing the female professionals at full bodies, at just heads, and we determined that all professional emojis, uh, specifically for Google, should be represented by shoulders because it allowed just enough detail that you could get a quick read of what the profession was, but not too overwhelming and too kind of small that you wouldn't necessarily understand immediately what the profession was. Right, like a sort of a stick, they look like a stick figure almost if you have a person standing there. Right, exactly. I like the the British guard with the lapels, that's sort of a nice 
Yeah, it's really clear. You look at it straight away, and you're like, I know what that is. That's that, and and really, I think there is something about um, from a design perspective, not design of the emoji, but in terms of how they're laid out on the keyboard, that a user again lessens their cognitive load when they know that that object that they're holding is going to consistently be in a left hand, right. and you can scan the keyboard very quickly to find what you want. It was something that I looked at with the shrug emoji. We found so. At Emojipedia, we'll normally try and also do a mock-up of just what we think the new emojis will look like. And we kind of cheated because we don't have to, we don't have a platform, <laughs> and we made that one a bit wider because the shrug's really wide. And then is that frustrating that some of them end up looking like they're uh, raising the roof uh, because you can't put your hands way up wide? Uh, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> tough. We make a lot of trade-offs that are suboptimal because they're so small. For me personally, the one that we found the hardest, and it's, it seems ridiculous, but we spent so many design iterations were some of the smileys with hats, like the cowboy <laughs> and the clown. It is very hard to put a hat on something that takes up the entire, uh, the entire space, and they look a little weird. Yeah, I mean, we really, and specifically, we've been, we, we kept saying, you know, we need the heads of the professionals to be the same size as much as possible, because it really starts sort of messing with, again, the legibility of the emoji, specifically when looking at it on the keyboard, when what, someone's head is significantly smaller and they're in the same set. Right. Um, so, yeah, those scale decisions are tough sometimes. Were any of you guys on the team uh, when there was the... Android alien emojis <laughs> that was about four years ago now with our black and white uh, mark you've been around for a oh, while yes. that are, are it was Android 4, 2 and 4, 3 where every smiley face was an alien with that smile <laughs> <Not listen here. laughs> so, so it looked like it so for a bit of background if people haven't seen it you've got the Android alien it's got two amplers and then if it was the heart eyes emoji it would be an alien with heart eyes and if it was a, if it was a crying emoji it was an alien crying and because it was black and white as well you looked at the keyboard and it looked like you know 50 aliens and, and no, there was no differentiation so was that a previous a previous generation so I, I wasn't there, but I know we got uh, plenty of feedback about that. Uh, and a subsequent version of Android did not have that anymore. And Correct. they were uh, colors, and they were a little more of the, sort of the, the slug emojis. Um, the blob. The blob. The blob. Yeah, blob. People yeah. love the blob. I got so much feedback about So we've gone uh, in, in the sort of... A lot of people hated the blob. True. Yeah. Is it, so you're saying you think people just don't like change? Uh, I mean, there are, some people, there are some people who really like the hairy heart emoji. <laughs> yeah, and that was fun. In, in our Zurich office, so where I am, there was a whole group that put together a petition because they wanted to keep the hairy keep the hairy heart. Yeah, yeah. We should we should resurrect that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. And I, I think the fact is that anytime you you change or even add an emoji, uh, you're going to get a lot of a lot of people commenting around it and making very negative comments. And I think it's important to recognize that change is important and needed. Um, and additions are also important, right? And so um, I categorize people as like people that hate change and then people that just hate the proliferation of emoji. Yeah. And um, I read those comments. I, I take them into consideration and then we move on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, change is inevitably going to happen based mm. on the technology, based on the brands that are creating the emoji and just based on culture. And, and that's applicable to a lot of things beyond emoji. Mm -hmm. Brand identities, a lot of kind of iterations of, of other design traits. So... Yeah, it's there's inevitable. A a, there's a bit of a game on Twitter of sort of who can pounce first if a company changes their logo or something. It's who can, who can jump on board and t say why it's terrible the quickest. Uh, but but the best kind of brand updates or, or design updates are ones that you forget about and just sort of seamlessly are in the ecosystem. Right. You know, we worked on the Google Design brand 
uh, my team did. And we got a lot of a lot of flack originally, and then suddenly it was just fine, and no one's really <laughs> cared too much anymore, you know? I'm going to interrupt this for a second. I feel like we had an extra chair on the way. I'm going to leave it recording, but uh, I feel like that could be an extra chair. Sorry, sorry, he's gone. He's gone. Mark, take it <laughs> I figured that. Uh, I figured we might run out of space. Uh, you can enjoy the rest of. Sorry to ruin the illusion for anyone listening. <laughs> that, uh, that we're in a hotel room here with a nice skyline. It's very nice, but we, we've we've crammed in, so we've got a, a bed as one of the seats. Um, so we left off about change, and people don't mm-hmm. necessarily like change. The, the 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 blob emoji that people didn't really talk about it much until it was gone. Is that a thing? Is it just like once? something that exists and everyone accepts the blob is your gender-neutral emoji and then it disappears and then people jump up and down. I don't see much support for things while, they're, while they exist. It's only when they're gone. Yeah, I, I'd say that people did complain about the blobs uh, because they could not represent uh, gender or, uh, or skin tone. Mm-hmm. And so uh, people felt that it was lacking, you know, Android users felt like a lot of their, you know, their communication arsenal was much smaller, right? Right. And so... Um, that was one of the reasons for evolving them, right? Is that uh, things were moving on and the Unicode uh, spec was changing and, and skin tones were a thing. And so we had to come up with a solution. It would have um, looked weird if your blob dancer guy had a skin tone. That would have been bizarre. Yes. Oh, the blob dancer. The blob, <laughs> and, and, you know, I think this is a question of representation, right? It's, yeah. it's like, what is the intent of the user? What are they using these emojis for? And I think... If they're using these emojis for self-representation, a blob isn't necessarily doing that service. You know, potentially they want to identify as a certain race, they want to identify as a certain gender, and that's right. part of the importance of that conversion is to allow that self-identification. Although some people probably identify with the blob. Yeah, yeah that's right. true. So I sometimes, I sometimes identify <laughs> with blobs. That's how I'm feeling today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And I think there's been a lot of this talk at, at EmojiCon so far between the, the tension between something that's symbolic and metaphoric and something that's very specific. And I think when it comes to the people emoji, uh, people want to see themselves represented in the emoji that they send right. or somebody that they are referring to. And then I think, therefore, people emoji need to have some degree of specificity, right? And that's that's why we need we need two or potentially more genders uh, being represented, skin tones, etc. Right? Because this is not this is not about a peach or about an eggplant. This is about actually people representing themselves, right? Right. It's. Uh, it's- it's a different emoji in a way that maybe they might. Some people might love the blob, but they don't necessarily love it as I'm trying to represent me right. kicking my feet up in the air. Exactly. Right. <laughs> um, I know Gus, you're talking this afternoon at EmojiCon about Zwidge sequences. Do you want to have the task of just giving a, a 20 second overview of what a Zwidge sequence is, given you're going to be talking about this today? If anyone sure. hasn't come up with, they've not come across the term before. Yes, and people that don't want to hear something technical tune out for the next 30 seconds. Um, uh, yeah, so a Zwitch is a invisible character uh, that allows two characters to be joined. Um, it's used in, in, some, uh, in some languages and some scripts. Uh, and in the case of emoji, what it's used as is kind of like um, to glue characters together. So you can use two or more emoji to join them into a new emoji. Uh, an example of this could be a woman uh, and uh, some scales gives you a judge. 
right. for example. That's sort of the, the basis of these new professional emojis. That's what's happening in the background. Exactly. Uh, it's, I've seen there's been... It's sort of a fun game to play of which other characters you could join together to make new sequences. Yeah. And we're going to play that at EmojiCon. You're going to you're going to play that. Ooh, is that I, is this is this an exclusive uh, sneak peek? Of what I, you're I'm going to I'm going to see if we can do a live session where uh, people try to come up with switches on the spot by just looking at their phone and see if it works. Oh yeah, That's I like great. that. Have you got any? Surely you've played around with a couple. This is coming out after your talk anyway. But uh, have you played around with a few that you think might come up? There's some obvious ones you think. Well, one thing uh, that. I think is interesting to explore, even though I don't know how well it works, is is trying to like extend the the, the representation of gender in in uh, an emoji and see if we could be done. Um, and of course, just more professions, right? I think we can do we can do more. Um, so yeah, it'd be fun. I know which ones don't work because we try with the professions, and there's sometimes you just don't have enough emoji to combine into something that makes sense. Because so, you need an object to already exist. If there were more objects, would that give you a bigger range? Exactly. Yeah. So we wanted to do, for example, a high-tech factory worker, right? Somebody holding, you know, wearing kind of a lab smock and uh, and, a, and a microchip. Right. And there's just no emoji for that. Right. We tried like a, like a lightning bolt. We tried, I think, the the atom sign. Uh, it just it didn't really it when it broke down it just didn't make sense and so uh, yeah not everything can be zwidged zwidged yeah, yeah. Is, that, is that a verb uh, yeah it's a verb, a verb. <laughs> yeah. Mark, uh, Mark says Mark says it's a verb so it is Mark did you coin <laughs> zwidge is this who coined the name says it stands for Z W J or Z W J uh, yeah Z W J in English yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> ouch but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, actually... Who, who, who first said it as Zwidge? Zwidge. Um, that actually was in the very first version of Unicode. And we were we were working off some work that Xerox had done originally. And it was for controlling the shapes of Arabic characters. Because Arabic characters, you need finer-grained control over, over the shapes. And so it was a zero-width joiner, meaning it join two characters together and but that's just too long to say all the time so right. you end up shortening it to switch the first time I heard switch said in person I'm like what? what the hell is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. can this person not say switch? yeah <laughs> and then I, I I can't remember who it was that it could have been you but whoever it was and I was aware of the character but I just had never heard it pronounced in person and yeah. that was, uh, yeah. it was very complicated for me uh, I know when I was doing we were doing a post last year about switch sequences in general and how they exist not just this year but uh, the one that people for some reason liked I was just putting a couple of random ones together they really liked Santa in the family having like a mom a dad and a baby Santa they just uh, I don't know something about that must have amused people but uh, yeah I'd like to see I'd like to see which other ones people come up with this afternoon uh, more faces, maybe. Yeah, that'd be that'd be interesting to see. Uh, yeah, as as somebody that that works on a uh, on a font at, at Google, it'd be fun to see kind of what ideas other people have, right? So maybe we can turn some of those into proposals and make them a reality. Do you think uh, there's any chance of getting more detail in the emoji as we get better screens? The uh, right now, you said it's a limitation the size, but. Uh, is that something that's... Well, I think detail is a stylistic choice that at this point in time is not necessarily dependent on technology. I mean, we have incredible capabilities in device screens. Apple's recent update really kind of leans into that high-fidelity, skew-morphic, very detailed look. Right. And that's that's a lot of that has to do with their brand identity and the his, historicity of what they've done stylistically over time. Google, we have a different style identity. Um, we are a little bit flatter, a little bit sort of less detailed, per se. So I think we really need to maintain our brand identity, even though the technology may be improving. 
and and being pragmatic too, right? Emojis are meant to be inlined with text, and text is always going to be mostly somewhat small, right? I mean, you could you can magnify the text and make it look bigger, but um, I think ultimately you have to make them work still at, at text size, right? Um, of course, you can now magnify them in, in several messaging tools and apps, uh, but they still have to. The default mode is still you have to put it in line with text, right? So you have to have that really you know easy to recognize, quick read uh, design that that still works. This year, Apple decided that the gun emoji should look like a water pistol, and they're out there on their own. They're doing their own thing, and it's just a matter of do they just stay out there on their own, or does anyone? join them? Do they come along for the ride? Uh, I, do you think you might just wait and see? Is it a consensus question or do, is it a is it making a statement and do, do you think that Google might change that in future? You take it this time to guess. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know how to predict who might pounce if anybody. Yeah. Um, I know that our perspective is we want to be as compatible with other systems as possible, right? Um, there are many other um, you know, phone vendors that develop their own fonts, and then other, you know, they're, they're, there's uh, Twitter, Facebook that develop their own their own emoji, and so it's really important to to be consistent with them. Um, changes in design change the meaning, and in the case of the gun, that is, it's very important to get the meaning right. Um, yeah, so we'll see. So, so they're the factors that go into it. It's not so much a do we do it, do we not do that. It's just what do we look at when we decide to yeah. change an emoji. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think. Yeah, maybe it's a matter of adding a water gun emoji that is also can be consistently sent as a water gun, and maybe vendors can make the choice to say put it more up front in the keyboard so the gun is maybe not visible or not as you know if that's the choice you want to make as a vendor. Right. Um, but I think that you know changing the meaning without doing it all together as an ecosystem is a little bit tricky. That it's sort of emoji has done this over time anyway. It started to look more consistent, and I know I speak to people all the time that say that oh we just looked at what everyone else is doing and we want to have our own style, but you want to make sure that you're not on a different page. You don't exactly. want to hairy heart it. No offense to the local office. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to wrap it up, but thank you for all coming along. And if anyone wants to follow any of you on Twitter, do you have a public profile or anything that people can, can tune in? Rachel? Sure. Yeah, it's just my name, Rachel yeah. Bean. Do I spell it out? Is that um, helpful? I'll put it in the show notes. Okay. That's fine. Rachel, Rachel Bean. Bean. Yep. And Gus... Mine is uh, Agustin underscore fonts uh, yeah. is my handle. And I have to say, uh, people have asked me this, is fonts your real surname? <laughs> you work on a font-related team, you're in the design team. Is that a, a public handle or is that really your name? It is really my name. Uh, I have to thank my, my father for that, I suppose. Uh, uh, the, the real question is, did I choose my profession or did my profession choose me? Right. And the answer is, I don't know. That's deep, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much to Jonathan Mann for the theme music that might be playing in the background by now, and to Joshua Jones, who did the artwork for the album. And to the, the everybody that's here at EmojiCon, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for everybody that's come up to say hello. It's been very kind of you all. And I will speak to you next time. Pretend to keep talking. Pretend to keep talking.